You know, Rangers, if you want to win the division, you can't afford to drop many more dumb games. Not with the leaders playing the way they are. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the, hold on, hold on, there you go, got to adjust something already. Hey, we're going live today, so there may be a couple of little things like that that happen. Sorry, my headphones were slipping off my head. That's right, I'm losing weight in my head. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hey, there's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And this is my fifth season, which we are in the home stretch for here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and whatever it's called now, or Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast Instagram. Please subscribe here on YouTube, and you can download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured a Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click on the description description show notes here to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. Uh, it is this is the final day of August, and I have a feeling today there's going to be a little bit of a flurry of moves. So this is kind of a little calm before the storm. A couple other big names were dumped, uh, including uh, Luis Sessa and uh, Trey Mancini. There's a couple people, you know, maybe they could be picked up. I would love to see uh, Mancini go back to uh, Baltimore. And uh, because, 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 you know, I think he should have stayed in Baltimore altogether. But, we're we're in the real stretch run because day after tomorrow it will be September. In fact, uh, unless I do an emergency episode tomorrow, and who knows, I might. Uh, if, if Trey Mancini or some of the uh, uh, some of the other big players who were uh, let go by the Angels wind up signing with somebody, uh, you know, I may have to go in and and do something. But we are now in that stretch run. We're going to be in September. We're going to be in the part of the year where all right, everything's magnified. You know, a seven-game losing streak in April counts just as much as a seven-game losing streak in September, except a losing streak now you don't have as much time to recover from. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the fact that the the front runners, the teams that people have been looking at for most of the year as the teams, are playing really, really well. And if you want to crash said party, and if you want to be the team that puts itself in a good playoff position, you can't afford to lose a dumb game, which brings us to the Rangers versus the Mets, or as I like to call it, the DJ Stewart game that took place at City Field tonight, which was, if there was a game of the day, that probably was it. There was a couple of, there were a couple of fine games that happened, you know, that had some playoff implications, a couple of comfort behind wins. I will get to the fact that the Cubs are slowly chipping away at the Brewers lead, 
But the fact of the matter is we are in a a virtual three-way tie in the American League West. Seattle, Houston, and the Texas Rangers were basically in a, in a virtual tie. Um, the Astros had played more games than Seattle and Texas, so it was an exact tie. But, you know, it was basically saying, hey, you're going into September, you know, locking antlers right now, which is really, if you're not an AL West guy and you just enjoy baseball, that's uh, you can't ask for more than that. But with that being the case, if you want to win the division, if you want to circumvent the whole wild card series, if you want to have home field advantage, then you got to start. You got to make sure you don't drop games that you have no business losing. Everyone's going to lose a few games. Everyone's going to lose a few games. Try not to lose a dumb game. Try not to lose a game you have in your hands. And the Rangers played the Mets, and for most of the game, the the Mets were were in the lead. You know, they they the Mets. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. So the Mets took an early lead. They scored three runs in the second inning, and they took that lead, the three two lead, into the eighth. And then I'm telling you, the Mets had an absolute bullpen meltdown, and it was uh, um, you saw it was was Adavino came in and hit Aroldis Garcia with a pitch that that gave that tied the game three to three. Um, and then you had the, you know, they got a double, they got a double play. It looked like the Mets were going to get out of the inning tied. And then Jonah Heim wound up getting a two run single and it was five, three Rangers. And this was coming on the heels of the fact that the Astros won uh, a game against Boston. I'll get into the Astros in a second. Seattle won in a come from behind game against Oakland. And so it looked like the Rangers were going to keep pace and we're going to continue having a three-game lead. And then DJ Stewart, who had homered earlier in the game, wound up homering and giving, you know, tying the game in the eighth inning. And the ninth inning, the Rangers rallied and DJ Stewart made a great catch. I don't know if it would have been a home run, but it certainly would have been extra bases. And the Mets wiggled their way out of that one. And they also got one of those a one, two, three double play. The the Rangers loaded the bases with nobody out in the tenth inning. And the Mets got a one, two, three double play and wiggled out of it. And then in comes a Roldis Chapman. Now look at I've been, never been shy about the fact that I'm not an Aroldis Chapman fan. And a lot of it has to do with all the off the field stuff. And I understand he served a suspension. And as per the rules of the collective bargaining agreement, he's allowed to come back. Okay. Doesn't mean I have to like it and doesn't mean I have to root for him. It doesn't mean I don't get a little bit of pleasure seeing him fail. And have we noticed that he's failed a lot? Have we noticed that he has failed a lot over a long period of time? He blew big games for the Cincinnati Reds in the postseason. Obviously, he let up the Rajay Davis home run and damn well nearly lost the World Series. Uh, uh, a Jason Kipnis deep drive to right field hooked foul. If that didn't hook foul, you know, chances are Cleveland wins that World Series. 
He blew leads in all three rounds while pitching for the Cubs, letting up the Jose Altuve home run. Now, whether or not Jose Altuve was wearing a buzzer or not, well, guess what? He left the big uh, division series losing home run the next year to Tampa Bay. And then by the time all was said and done, he was not a, he was not a participant in the 2021 or 2022 playoffs. He's had a bunch of games where he's come up real small. And he's blown some leads recently. You know, and what had happened here? Comes in, walk, walk, is, you know, pitch it all over creation. And DJ Stewart came in with a chance to have hit his third home run, to have the walk-off hit along with his great catch. And he didn't get a chance to because Aroles Chapman drilled him. So bases loaded, hit by pitch. Good for DJ Stewart. It's the DJ Stewart game. Technically, that's a game-winning RBI. But the Rangers lost that. Now look it. I understand it's only one game. But as I said before, there are going to be games you win, and there's going to be games you lose. But you can't give games away. You can't be in a position where you give ball games away. And especially when you see the way the Seattle Mariners – just won 21 games. It set up a franchise record for a month. And the Astros, man, they're, they're just they're they're playing at a great clip. So if you get to the end of the year and you fell behind by a game or two for where you want to be in the postseason, you're going to look back at games like this where you had the chance to win the game you let slip through your fingers. You know, they're the Rangers are not playing great baseball. They had a, you know, they, they went on the big, long losing streak. They dusted themselves off. They got a couple of wins, but then they lose a dumb game like this. If you're a Texas fan and you're seeing that they've gone from first place for a giant chunk of this year to now they're in third. Granted, it's only a game or so separates them. That's fine. But that may be the difference. You can't afford to lose dumb games. And look at I'm not going to try to say that I know how to manage a team better than Bruce Bochy, but I'm not giving a rule this chap in the ball in some big situations. I'm not. He's going to lose some dumb games for you. Put someone else in there. But the fact of the matter is this. An upstart team like the Rangers, granted they have spent big money on players and they made big moves and everything like that, but this was the Astros' division to win. You know that, I know that. And the Mariners have thrown a few elbows around and forced themselves into the conversation. If you're the Rangers, you can't afford this. And we're going to talk a little bit in the second segment about the fact that all the talk about Baseball being, oh, you can't predict this, you can't predict that in baseball in the postseason. The way some of the front runners are playing right now looks kind of predictable. I'm not saying that I know what's going to happen, because if that's the case, I've been putting all my money down and making some sort of a bet. But the teams that are expected to win are kind of sort of doing it. All right, let's talk a bit about our new sponsor, and that is Bunches. Now, look at Bunches is a new app built 
just for sports fans, where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes and description to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversation with other lockdown sports fans when you join Bunches. It's a free app where sports fans chat. The Lockdown MLB group chat is on Bunches. Go there now, connect with other baseball fans, chat with your favorite team, and keep up with the latest MLB news. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, chat about it on the Lockdown MLB Bunch on the Bunches. Chat about your team every day Tell and just join the conversation. Hell, you could be part of the show in your own way. Download the Bunches app, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have the Lockdown B Bunch in the Discover tab. Click on the link in the show notes. Join the Lockdown MLB Bunch community. When? You what you do? Do it today. I see some people are watching us. Uh, put something in the comments if you're watching us live here. Um, yeah, you, some of the teams that are expected to win, the Astros, everyone in their cow picked the Astros, or virtually everyone in their cow picked the Astros to win the West. Uh, the Braves were certainly front runner. The Dodgers were certainly front runner. And despite all the shuffling around and some of the, the front runners, you know, and some of the, the upstart teams were trying to make a run in the postseason, um, the Astros are looking really good. The Dodgers are looking really good. And the Braves are looking really good. And, you know, the Rays have dusted themselves off after a really bad streak. And they're playing, again, like champions. And they were aided by the fact that the Orioles were doubled up by the Chicago White Sox 10-5. to And in the all-Florida game between the Marlins and and the Rays, it went into extra innings scoreless, and Lau and company wound up putting a three-spot on in the 10th inning. With that, the Marlins, who have been a contender for most of this year, have been a wild-card team for most of this year, have now fallen below 500. And come on, Mar- I mean, look, at I know I'm supposed to be impartial here, but I like stories like the Marlins, and I like a lot of the players on that team. I'd like to see them get their noses back above 500, but the fact of the matter is the Rays are playing tough. But those three teams, LA, Atlanta, Houston. And I've been saying that I would be stunned if the National League pennant did not come out of LA or did not come out of Atlanta. I'm starting to feel like I might be stunned if the AL didn't come out of Houston. You know, I thought we were going to have the great big Texas shootout. We very well may. The Rangers may dust themselves off. Remember, Bruce Bochy has been down this road before. He's managed teams into the playoffs. He's got several World Series rings to prove for it. And he didn't always have the best team. In fact, the only one of the Giants teams that were probably the best talented was probably the 2012 team, although they didn't have home field advantage in the division series against Cincinnati. The Cincinnati, Washington, and San Francisco were all very closely bunched together that year. But I digress. Houston basically torpedoed the Red Sox season. And, you know, there were some of them were saying, well, quoted saying, well, you know, we're built to win in the uh, championship. And and you know what? You take a look at the, the team, how they played. And there was... Uh, the the Astros pitching 
out of the gate, you know, they looked like they were just going to run away with the game today when they took an early uh, 7 nothing lead against the Red Sox. Valdez was uh, taken out of the game. I hope his injury is not that strong. I can't pretend to be an Astros fan by any stretch of the imagination, but Valdez is a legit ace. He should have won the World Series MVP last year, and he's pitching like a legit ace. And, you know, frankly, um, I like legit aces in the postseason, so I hope he's going to be healthy. Uh, But even when he got injured and the Red Sox went on a little bit of a roll, um, Graveman and Neris and Presley, I mean, they wiggled out of jams. There was a bunch of times the Red Sox had the tying run at the plate, and the Astros won. And when you have games like that, you know, so I said the dumb game with the the Rangers, when you have a game where not everything is firing on all cylinders and you still win, that's what happens with championship caliber teams. Then you have what happened with uh, the Atlanta Braves. Now the Braves, I mean, every day the Braves just look better and better. And the Braves won again today. And it wasn't, you know, they were in Colorado. So obviously they're not playing they're not playing the best team, but they, you know, they get it done. And, you know, Ozzie Albies is back in the lineup. He gets his three hits, you know, the, um, and the pitching staff does their job. Riley gets his two hits. Ozuna gets his home run and the Braves just keep on rolling. It's like, there's, they just, they're a machine. And then with LA, did LA torpedo the, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks hopes, you know, they had, a um, how do you pronounce it? Pepio? Is that the new, the new pitcher for the Dodgers? I've never said his name out loud until just now. Yarbo also pitched and he pitched one of those four inning saves. I love four inning saves. I love saves that are like multi-inning like that. The fact that the Dodgers just, you know, clobbered the, you know, clobbered the Diamondbacks seven, nothing final. And the, you know, you're going to have a Dodgers-Braves showdown over the weekend. And to me, that's must-see TV. I got to watch it. I got to watch it because it's just that's, you know, those are the two best teams in the NL, and you're hoping that's an NLCS preview. Obviously, it's not going to have the intensity of an NLC, the the actual NLCS, but, you know, you, you, you love to see it. And, of course, Freddie Freeman, you know, it's an MVP showdown, too. Acuna Jr. is going to be there. Betts is going to be there. And Freddie Freeman, there's a there's this thing that was on, uh, I see it right here on the um, ESPN Stats and Info. It says that players with 25 home runs and 50 doubles prior to September in a season. This is all time. Uh, Freddie Freeman this year, Todd Helton in 2000, and Chuck Klein in 1930. That's it. And I'll tell you why Freeman's is actually more impressive. And that's not to take anything away from the talent of Chuck Klein and the talent of Todd Helton. Chuck Klein is in the Hall of Fame. Todd Helton uh, it will be in the Hall of Fame. Chuck Klein played in the Baker Bowl. He played in the 1930s in the Baker Bowl. That's where the Phillies played. And it was a park that was basically designed with Chuck Klein in mind. Not exactly, but I mean, it, the walls were such, if you were a hitter like Chuck Klein was, the it was a bandbox. Lots of balls hitting off the wall. Lots of, most of his home runs were hit at home 
at the Baker Bowl where the right field wall was basically, I think it was just right on top of you. And so Chuck Klein took advantage. He played in the Baker Bowl. He took advantage of it. And his stats probably reflected that. Obviously, Todd Helton in 2000 was playing in Coors Field. Coors Field is always going to be a hitter's paradise. Freddie Freeman plays at Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium's not a hitter's paradise. It's always been a pitcher's ballpark. And, and whether or not you think that's overrated or not, Coors Field and the Baker Bowl were notorious for being pitcher killers, some of the easiest parks to hit in. And so not to take away from Helton, not to take away from Klein, what Freddie Freeman is doing is really unbelievable. And, man, it's just putting the whole idea of, oh, man, anyone can win the pennant this year. I don't know. Seattle's playing great, great baseball. Uh, the Twins are leading the division, but they lost a weird, weird game to Cleveland where it got the, the Cleveland was down to their final pitch. Uh, or not, No, it was, they were down to their final out with a runner on third. And there was a what looked like a hit by pitch, which would have loaded the bases. But the replay showed it didn't hit the batter. And... All of a sudden, that meant that the what looked like a wild pitch to score the game. So no, 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 it was hit by pitch. They did a review, and so no, it it didn't hit. It didn't hit the batter, and so uh, the you know the tying run came on with two outs in the ninth inning. And uh, Yemena is what I'm scoring, and then um, who was it? Uh, why am I not remembering? I'm you know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm sorry. I have to check because. It happened during the day, and I actually played it in the cl- my class during lunchtime. But uh, it was Cole Calhoun, thank you, had a 3-0 count, a 3-0 count with two outs and runners on second and third, and he decided to swing away 3-0. If he did, you know, if he walked, it would have been bases loaded, two outs, and Cole Calhoun said, oh, not this. it's 3-0, they're giving me a cookie. And he hits a, he hits a way out for a home run, three-run home run that puts Cleveland up 5-2. to two. I'm only bringing up that game because, you know, the Twins aren't, play, aren't playing great, great baseball. The front-runner teams, Houston, L.A., and Atlanta, are all playing like teams that are like going, yeah, 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 have, everyone have fun in the postseason. We're trying to win, and we're trying to win it all. Now, will there be an upset? Of course, there could be an upset. But the fact of the matter is, the teams that everyone's been picking at the beginning of the year all have ideas of a pennant dancing in their head. And do you know what? They're sure playing like it. All right, uh, let's head on over. Let's talk a little bit about FanDuel, FanDuel, the NFL season is starting and get ready because you got incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you'll be on everything from spreads, to player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season 
with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, it's the official partner of the NFL. I'm going to get to a couple of uh, listener questions that I've had you know, or some comments that I've received on YouTube. And there are going to be not just a couple of people didn't like me uh, much, but uh, anyway, let's uh, Oh, by the way, the trivia, I don't have a new trivia question for today. Forgive me. Uh, but uh, Court Stell uh, got the, and a couple of you got it right. I'm going to, so Court Stell got it correct. The question I had the other day was what player was picked up off of waivers at the end of August and wound up winning the National Championship Series MVP and eventually helped the team win his t- new team win the World Series. And Court Stell and a couple of people got it right. Uh, the answer is Cody Ross. Cody Ross was waived by the Marlins at the at the end of August 2010. He was picked up by the San Francisco Giants. We wound up hitting a bunch of home runs off of Roy Halladay in the National Championship Series and powered the Giants into the World Series. And eventually, the Giants won the first of the three World Series under Bruce Bochy. Um, let's talk about some of the other. So good job there, Court Stell. I forgot to write a, a trivia question for today. Don't worry, they'll have one up tomorrow. Uh, on one of my episodes where I was talking about uh, the Otani situation with the Angels, uh, at Mike Murray 1506 on YouTube says, you keep harping about Otani and Trout. How is this so different from the Mets with Mad Max and Verlander brought the talent and failed, failed miserably? Come on, Mike Murray. You know the difference. I mean, that, sometimes you got to call BS on a comment. I'm calling BS on that comment. You're going to compare what Otani and Trout meant to the Angels as Trout is the franchise player developed to be the face of the franchise and is the greatest player in Angel history. And Otani was the superstar brought in to two hired hands who have been on the team for like a year or less than a year with the Mets. That's not the same thing, and you know it. But do you know what the main big difference is? Is Otani's going to leave the Angels, and they're going to get a second-round draft pick or something like that, some compensation pick. And the Mets traded Mad Max and Verlander and wound up getting some very good young players in return. So there's a difference for you. They didn't bungle it like the Angels did. But also, uh, Scherzer and Verlander, are best known for playing on the Tigers and Scherzer with Washington. You know, Trout is the greatest angel of all time. Otani was brought in to be the franchise, and they've been together for years and years and years. So come on. If you're going to put a comment on, you know, uh, when you can answer your own question, there you go. Um, MLB fans, let me keep reading what he's saying. MLB fans... Fail to see how other teams have stars that don't make the playoffs. They're fixated the Angels because of the Trout Otani talent. You think? They're fixated because a team had two players who were generational talents and had them for years and years and could not put a winning product on the field. Scherzer at least pitched on one 100-win team with the with the Mets. You For the... the Trout and Otani have been teammates for, what, the last six seasons? Not one of those seasons have they been a 500 team. Okay, maybe that has a little something more to do with it. So, all right. Um, 
Extinguisher 10 said, it'll be a surprise if the World Series doesn't have a combination of Astros or Mariners versus Braves or Dodgers. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. You know, the Mariners could very well join it, but I, you know, the Astros, the defending champs, are uh, really, they're looking part right now. Um, by the way, I did a thing where I talked about how when teams should have the right to say, to say, we give up. And if both teams agree, there you go. It's one of the reasons it comes about when you have a, a position player pitching. It's like 15 to 1, and someone's shortstop is pitching. It used to be fun because it would happen once or twice a year. Now it's part of the strategy. And instead of having some poor shortstop possibly risking their career for a garbage time baseball, I said they should have the right to say, okay, we're done. We're done. Well, Jason Peters 6600 says, absolutely not. There's no crying in baseball, and there should be no mercy rule. I bought a ticket. You owe me nine innings, period. Okay, I understand the sentiment behind that. But honestly, Jason, if you're sitting there and you're watching your team losing 15-1 to and you've got a backup infielder pitching and you know damn well your team's not coming back, are you really sitting there going, I'm so glad I have this inning? Give me all nine. You're never going to find someone who wants to watch baseball more than me. And even I, when I see they're bringing in a utility infielder to pitch, I'm thinking, okay, they've given up. What else is on? But I'm glad you love those innings, Jason. I'm glad that they give you thrills. Um, and channel name 575 says, I should be the commissioner. Hey, take that, people who didn't, who, uh, didn't like me on the last Angels episode. The Apple TV thing is BS. The Mariners game was on Peacock Network the other day. So I pay for a streaming service, which doesn't carry Peacock. You got regional sports network, pay for MLB TV, couldn't watch the game, and end up going outside, listening to the game on the radio. Uh, by the way, it's Commissioner Authorized Radio Broadcasts of the Yankees and uh, Yankees Giants series from the 1930s. I'm in. I talked about how there was a series between the uh, Yankees and Giants in the late 30s that may have altered the trajectory of baseball in New York for all time. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm sometimes interested in things other than baseball. I'm a very, I love reading uh, historical biographies, and I have an incredible fascination with the history of the presidency, the presidency of the United States. And I'm actually reading a, I, and I love reading biographies about some of our more obscure presidents, because I like to see the impact they had on our history. Why am I bringing this up? Because the other day, my mother, who listens to every show and is listening to the words I'm saying right now, heard that I was talking about Millard Thomas, and Millard Thomas, who is a, who is a frequent guest on the show. Uh, we do a, at least one episode together a week. I refer to him as Millard Fillmore. Now, Millard Fillmore was the president of the United States after the death of Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor died in uh, 1850, and his vice president was Millard Fillmore, and he became the president of the United States. I think he was, I think he was the 13th president. I think that's right, because, uh, sorry, Franklin Pierce was 14, James Buchanan 15, Lincoln 16. So I've been reading a biography on Millard Fillmore, and I made a reference to Millard Thomas, and then I thought, oh, dear. Um, there you go. So uh, uh, I, Millard 
Thomas, the host of Locked on Diamondbacks, was not the 13th president of the United States. I want to dispel any rumors about that. Well, look at I uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to do a show tomorrow, and we're going to see where the chips fell on the players who were placed on waivers. And I've been getting a lot of people who are happy that I post at least one and sometimes two episodes over the weekend uh, because it's fun. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts over the weekend, especially if you're doing chores, if you're you know cleaning the front yard, if you're you're going shopping. I want to listen to a new podcast. And so there you go. Uh, and by the way, check out some of the, all the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, it is your team every day, and you get so many great shows out there. So uh, follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about the teams that are playing like front runners and the teams that can't afford to lose the dumb games and calling out a couple of people, hey, if you're going to disagree with what I say, uh, that's fine. But if I smell a little BS, I will call it out. This has been Locked On MLB for the 31st day of August 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.